Striving and Thriving is the career development podcast inspiring you to make some bold changes. It's time to sweat the big stuff. Each week, we speak to industry figureheads at different stages of their journey to understand what it takes to successfully manage your career. I'm your host, Laura Johnson, and today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Caro, who's currently head of people over at Easy Collect. Okay, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your career background and your current role? Yeah, sure. In terms of background, I actually started in a very different type of career. I studied law, but that didn't go anywhere really. (laughs) So I soon realized that wasn't perhaps for me. And then um, I studied um, hotel management, which also very different from law. That went really well. And then when I finished there, I actually started my career in hospitality. So I was working in um, really nice five-star hotels for a while and then slowly transitioned into HR in hotels. And then when I moved to, um, to Sydney, after living in a few different countries, I transitioned more from like recruitment, hospitality recruitment into tech HR. And that's where I am now. What made you uh, take your first role in recruitment? What made you kind of make that switch? To be honest, I, I never really wanted to be in recruitment. I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoy it too much, but it was more so for visa reasons because when I moved here I I moved um, just on a working holiday visa with the intention to to stay here but that was the easiest way I guess to get some kind of visa so with that hospitality background having a recruitment role in hospitality was quite easy for me then but soon I already kind of transitioned away from that more into the people like HR side of things rather than the talent acquisition part of things. And then I just made that slow transition. (laughs) Like every year, I slowly transitioned more and more into the uh, HR side of things. Yeah. Although recruitment is still part of my role, but it's not my major passion. Yeah, I totally get that. And I guess I was looking, obviously looking at your profile before, though it's just quite interesting, like the switches. And it feels like it's been quite well thought through. If that makes sense, like the way we kind of, you took a recruitment role for visa reasons, but it was in an industry that you knew something about. And then yes. kind of, as you said, like slowly transition. So it feels like you've yeah. been like quite purposeful in your roles. Yeah, no, no, that is definitely true because I knew where I wanted to be, like I'm here where I wanted to be, let's say five years ago, but I knew I couldn't just get there like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did actually consider that in my head, like, uh, but you know, I obviously have that background and then I can use that background but have different skills and then with with these skills because when I transitioned from my previous company to Easy Collect I had never worked in a tech startup you know that was very new to me that whole startup technology developers like that was all very foreign to me but I of course had that recruitment and also that HR background so that's what I then used to transition into a new industry and I I would say I, I was actually quite fortunate that Easy Collect management was kind enough to see some potential in me and um, take me on. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been three years here now. And now I could actually not imagine working in any other industry, to be honest. Like the tech world is just way too interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think anyone that's done tech startup doesn't tend to go back. I think you get a little no. bit addicted to the like change and pace. And Yes, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, How has Easy Collect changed over the last three years since you've been there? Oh, massively. Yeah. When, when I, like we were even saying this week, because we've, we've moved office 
again, it's been like already four or five times since I started. And then before I started, they had another two offices. Yeah, so just in terms of the uh, amount of people, like when I started, there was just under 30 employees and now we're close to 80 and hiring many more. So we'll probably be closer to 100 later this financial year. So just in terms of headcount, we've grown a lot, but obviously with that headcount growth also comes a lot of organizational changes right so um there's been lots and lots of positive change but one thing i feel that hasn't changed is our, our culture so that was one of the reasons why i was attracted to joining easy collect and, and taking on this role and why lots of people still join today and i feel that really nice culture that we have is still there so that's kind of remains um, i'm not sure how well we will be able to remain that past you know the 100 point maybe if in, in a couple of years we might be 200 500 employees you never know see how we can manage to keep that then but um yeah other than that positive changes yeah for sure more organized more structured <laughs> that's that's definitely one thing <laughs> I love that I think it's amazing that you've managed to keep your culture through that level of growth because it always gets difficult I can't remember the numbers but I think isn't it supposed to be like over 50 becomes the point where it's, it starts getting really yeah. tough and then again at 150 I think there's like yeah I think they say 60 from what from what I've read and yeah. when we were approaching that number I was a bit I was a bit skeptical because I was like oh yeah what if that's true and what if it changes but I think it really comes down to the people you hire right because it also comes from your management and from the way that you hire people so if you have a solid I guess interview process and you don't hire anyone that might not really align with the way that you uh, you operate as a business not just cultural wise but just value based as well that's where it can get a little bit tricky um, but so far touch wood we've <laughs> we've been able to maintain it so yeah that's awesome um, how do you think your roles changed in those three years yeah, a lot as well, because when, when I joined um, Easy Collect, like I said, it was very small, so they didn't have anyone in any kind of um, people capacity, so there was no recruiter, there was no HR manager. I was the first ever people hire, which was very interesting, because obviously everyone was like, and my title then was HR manager, so everyone was like, HR, what? What is this person? What what is she doing here? Um, so it took it took a while to build some trust. And yeah, back then I was just doing anything and everything under the sun, you know, like everything to do with recruitment, HR policies, performance, um, lots of like little operational things as well, because we didn't have like an operations manager or our marketing team was a bit small as well. So things like you know, even LinkedIn posts and Instagram posts and all of that. Whereas now, you know, three years later, they, I have a small team now. So uh, it's a little bit more segmented now. So I have a few people looking after the TA side of things. I have an awesome person looking after all the employee experience related um, activities and then another person in the people operations space. So yeah, my role itself has changed a lot more from really, I guess, overseeing that department and being a little bit more strategic, more focused on the, the business objectives really as a whole and, and also for the future, um, as opposed to just <laughs> pushing everything into one one day and, and trying to do everything, but not that well. Um, yeah, <laughs> again, positive change in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. But great for you in terms of like, there must be such understanding of the business that you have because you kind of got thrown at everything and it was just you and now you can take a much 
kind of broader view of what's happening but kind of really understand the business yeah yeah and not just that but also what i found super exciting and, and actually still today is that when i started like i said there was no one here right so there was no processes there was nothing like they of course they were doing things in a certain way but it wasn't documented or like followed through and even systems you know when i started um we didn't have an ats so it was all spreadsheets and a trello that i self-created so just having that opportunity and that chance to you know establish all these systems and and processes and and i guess workflows has been super challenging but also really nice to do and now seeing that you know being used by other people and of course by myself and how much more efficient it is like sometimes I look back like how I was doing things like even a year or a year and a half ago on my oh my god was I actually (laughs) was I actually doing doing things that way yeah that that's been actually quite nice to look back at that and see like where we came from and and where we are now yeah absolutely I guess in terms of that though you've obviously seen a lot of change not just in this role, but between different roles in different industries. How do you go about consistently like upskilling yourself and staying up to date with everything that's going on in the industry? Yeah, that's really a daily practice, I would say. Uh, for me, like, especially in the tech world, right, that it, things move so fast. Like there is, I don't know, there's news every day, new things here, new things there. Um, I think of course, LinkedIn, you know, always just browsing through the, the latest news articles, the latest things that are happening. Um, podcasts are quite handy as well. I read books as well, like HR or talent or just business related, I would say. And then, yeah, I have a really good network of other, you know, like-minded people within within that same tech space. I think you are in that network too, Laura. And that's also super helpful to see, yeah, messages there from people, advice, tips that are being shared. Yeah, and just really making sure that you stay up to date with the whole startup world because it changes every day. Yeah, it really <laughs> all, does. All the time. <laughs> um, in terms of podcasts and books, what are your go-tos or your recommendations? Mm, mainly in terms of books, like definitely one of the better books that I've read uh, was, was Radical Candor by Kim mm-hmm. Scott. Uh, I thought that was a pretty, pretty amazing book. Uh, I really use a lot of those, I don't know, whatever is written in there on a daily basis or like I often think back to that I know it's a typical one but like seven habits I I thought that was pretty pretty interesting Mm -hmm. as well and I also really liked the 21 lessons for the 21st century which is not really business related but it's just a really interesting book yeah really one of these books that you read like wow you know that's that's like really interesting <laughs> i had a phase where i was reading a lot and then you know it it goes in 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 waves um, so i haven't read in a bit but they they are definitely some of my go to books uh, in terms of podcasts i'm actually a bit of a history nerd so i yeah any if there's any listeners that are interested in history revisionist history histories is really one of my favorite podcasts by malcolm gladwell he's also an author he wrote blink and other really famous books but that's nothing to do with hr although it's a bit psychology as well but that's um that's a phenomenal podcast like i i love listening to all those episodes they're just really interesting i'm going to check that out that sounds awesome thanks for that yeah going back to your career what do you think has been the best and worst career advice that you've received along the way advice that's a good one I don't know I think one of the the worst ones that that I've been given is that once you are in an industry like you'll have to stick with that and you'll have to be an expert in that industry and like it will be very hard for you to like change I definitely had that when I was in hospital and 
once you're there for a few years and then people start saying like, oh yeah, you'll, it'll be very hard, you know, for you to go into a, yeah, tech, for example, which I obviously didn't want to believe that. And hence I'm here now and it was not easy, but like, <laughs> it's not impossible. And one of the, the better pieces of advice is, you know, that saying that they say people don't remember what you said to them, but how it made them feel. I actually think about that a lot and it's kind of true. And even if I think back on how I've been treated, like, yeah, I don't remember what exactly the words were, but I remember how it made me feel in that moment. So that's, that's something that I also often think about in the way that I interact with other people. I think it's awesome. I think that touches on a lot of the stuff that comes out in radical candor as well, doesn't it? Around kind of intent and um, how you deliver things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, That's great. I guess going back, looking back now, what do you think is the one thing that you wish you knew at the start of your career that you know now? One thing I was thinking about the other day, like when I started as a young woman, right? Like you see people in very senior roles and you just think of them like, whoa, you know, they're like, wow. And they know everything and they are so experienced and they must be amazing. And then when you are you know, a bit more senior yourself or like you slowly progress in your career, you start to realize that those people on the top, they also don't really 100% know what they're doing. You know, everyone is just doing their best and no one knows it all. And that's, I think that's something in the beginning, I just thought because they must be like, because they're a director of a hotel or like a CEO, they must know it all and they must be so knowledgeable and amazing. But that's not necessarily the case and that was a realization I had I don't know a few years ago where I was like wait a second they also don't often know what they're doing (laughs) it's not just me it's so true and you know what that comes up it was doing a podcast just before and we said the same thing and it comes up so often and I think it's I don't know what it is but I feel like we all enter the workforce thinking that we need to have the answers and we need to know what we you know we need to kind of have it together all the time and I think the older they get you realize that actually it's probably braver to say that you don't know the answer than anything else, but also just kind of no one's really got it together. No one really Mm. knows. It's just going back to your point. It's kind of how you treat people and the intent in which things are delivered. Um, And that vulnerability as well, because it's, it is better to say, actually, to be honest, I have no idea than to be like, Oh yeah, I know. And just like make something up that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's not going to work out. Totally. And as someone said the other day to me, she was like, Google's there for a reason. I was like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Google's my good friend. <laughs> right. Has helped me out a lot. <laughs> I guess on that, like, what do you think has been the key to your success along the way? I think that's probably a combination of my past and, and maybe not having the best luck always in how I grew up or my situations I've had. But that's really made me much stronger to be like it's a bit lame maybe but I think it's true and and people always or often comment me on my persistence and determination and that's actually really true like if I set my mind to something I will get it done like I will be very determined and like not just in work if I say I will never drink again or I will never smoke again or I will I I won't you you know like I can really put my mind to it and and stick to it Um, and that's also applies to me in in my professional life so just really pushing through and being determined yeah I I think probably um, that works really well for being in startup particularly and being in a people role over the last couple of years 
like there's just quite literally been everything thrown at you guys exactly it's not a question I usually ask but I was thinking about this earlier again it was a conversation we're having like you've moved country a few times what do you think your biggest learnings from that are or how is how do you think that's helped where you are now yeah I've moved countries four times I think this is my final destination (laughs) (laughs) I I hope it is (laughs) if anyone in the government is listening I do still need a a, a PR Um, oh it's helped me tremendously like just living in different countries and because we all have to deal with different nationalities but it's different if you actually experience a different culture where the culture is Mm. for example I, I worked lived and worked in Germany that's a completely completely different work style than Australian I wouldn't say one is better or worse but it's so different and just understanding that there is a lot of variation like in terms yeah the 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 way people think the way they work like it comes from somewhere and I can I feel like I can really put that into perspective having experienced different cultures in terms of Mm just the people but also the way you work that what you eat like everything um i think if i would have only lived in one country for example australia i may not see what else is out there or i may not really understand that and i think especially in, in my role being in in a people role i do get to speak to people from all walks of life all the time and so having that background and having that knowledge that i can relate a little bit to helps me not to put people into boxes necessarily and and really come from a deeper understanding and maybe be a little bit more empathetic I would say. I think you're right about the the kind of living in different countries I think the other thing it goes back to in the conversation that came up in a podcast yesterday is exactly the stuff you're saying about just that kind of persistence as well like moving countries is hard and I feel like every time so I've done it three four times now I can't Every time you do it, it's really tough. And I always spend the first few weeks hating it and be like, why have I done this? Why have I made life so hard? Like enjoy exploring, but you're like, I have no friends and I don't know why we're around. And you know, everything's different. You've got to set up new bank accounts, new everything, right? Everything. Yeah. And then it's like a few months in, you kind of forget that it was hard and you like, you're happy. And then you, yeah. you go to do it again. And then you go to it the second time. You're like, I've been here. This is really tough. Why do I, I keep doing just... it? <laughs> right? but, I think it's I... very humbling as well. Because yeah. you can often be something in one country and then you move country and you have to start sometimes all over again, right? Like it's really, yeah, maybe that's not the main thing. It's pretty humbling. And even not, not just in terms of your career often, but also friendships, right? You have to build them all from scratch. Unless maybe you're from the UK, you move to Sydney. There's so many people from the UK. <laughs> I'm from Belgium. There's not that many Belgians here. Yeah that's definitely a humbling experience that it has been for me I think so I think there's also that I think once you've done it it's a it's a big thing right and I think sometimes we underestimate it when we do it and that sometimes you realize you can do big things so what's the Glennon door like we can do hard things um and just that kind of a reminder that um it was tough and now you look back and you're like it's fine yeah and like just apply it to other and, areas and you life. can be proud like oh look like I did that that's that's a pretty right. big thing you know I achieved yeah yeah totally Two more questions and then I will let you go. You work in a startup it's a hundred, and in tech, so it's 100 miles an hour all the time. What do you do to switch off? One big thing for me is exercise. I love Pilates. I'm a very big 
reformer Pilatus on the machine. I don't, I, I've never really done the, the met one. Yeah, that's a really, really big thing for me. I'm just getting, you know, on that, yeah, literally that machine <laughs> and, and exercising in that way and just being outside in nature, like going, even if it's just brush cutters park you know going for walks swimming in the ocean is just so nice lately uh, in the last week i have actually discovered how amazing it is to run in the rain that's also a very refreshing experience <laughs> yeah i can highly recommend going for a run when it's pouring down with rain is like you feel like a newborn newborn person yeah that's been really nice and yeah for me as well because all my family uh, and lots of my close friends are at home. So I'm um, just having that FaceTime or WhatsApp call or whatever it may be uh, with them is also a very nice way to just switch off. I was, I was with you with everything apart from running in the rain and then <laughs> you can keep that one. I, I can honestly, <laughs> I can recommend. <laughs> All right, last question. Who else's career story would you like to hear from? There's so many people I would want to hear about their stories. I read an article about, um, I read an article this morning, actually, of the, um, I think the CEO and founder of Eucalyptus. Yeah. The article was really interesting. And it made me think like, hmm, I want to know more about his story. So maybe him. Yeah. They've like, they've had such a great startup story as well. Like their Mm journey has been really incredible. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. My pleasure. Want to know more about how to get ahead? Be sure to check out striving.io for career development tools and mentorships to guide you through. Striving and thriving. 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 Striving and thriving.